All right, we are back, party people, with another episode. Episode three of the Kenobi Show. We're going to be reviewing it. Back with me today, Jacob Edgar. How are we doing, Jake? Oh, you know, we're just living the dream, Tommy. Living the dream. You cannot say the same for good old Obi-Wan. No, not at all. He's living the nightmare. He is living the nightmare indeed. Um, I think that's my biggest takeaway as we get into episode three here. This episode in particular, not only was it dimly lit, but it was a dark, emotionally episode. Um, Absolutely. It, it honestly had a little bit of that Game of Thrones episode three vibe where you couldn't see everything. It was so dark, what they were shooting, but I think it was intended that way. I would agree, uh, especially with that uh, uh, that scene uh, where Vader, you don't see anything at first, and then you see just the lights on his uh, on his chest piece there, and then you slowly start to see his silhouette. Yep, yep. So I think they intended it that way. I was 100% okay with it. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that scene. Like I, I mentioned to you yesterday, I want to say part of this scene jolted itself to the third top three of scenes in Star Wars for me. Um, so we'll get to that. But it starts out, Leia and Kenobi, they're fleeing to, I'm going to butcher this name, but Mapuza is what the, uh, the planet is called. Mapuza. Um, exactly what it was right yeah first first time we've seen this planet in star wars um and it turns out it's just like a mining planet from everything they've said uh, mining planet in the yeah not many inhabitants other than the empire mining and our boy freck <laughs> oh freck he uh it was that rough for those the good old uh good old guy who looks like a weasel um I had no idea what his little nostrils were doing there for a second or his lips. I don't know what they were. <laughs> and he turned out to be just that, a weasel. A little weasel, yeah. Yeah, so we meet Freck as uh, Obi-Wan and Leia are fleeing, trying to get to the port here on Mapuza, and then Freck takes them directly to the Empire, right? Um, yep. I thought the biggest, most important part of this, one is the vision of Anakin that Obi-Wan had. Um, and that was the first time we actually see Hayden Christensen um, without all like the deformed scars of Vader and whatnot, in Christensen actually back. Yeah, no, that was um, uh, apart from apart from the opening uh, uh, of Vader coming out of the back to tank and uh, uh, getting assembled. Which, by the way, just it was just like we're getting all these different. Uh, different scenes of Order 66 throughout new Star Wars. Just, it was very cool to see a, uh, a new reintroduction of Vader like that uh, getting built. Uh, I think it just shows another aspect of he truly isn't that much human anymore. Yeah. Like every single limb has to be put on him. Like he has no hands, no legs, and he's just a machine. Yeah. Yep. And he needs the, the breathing apparatus too. So that's lungs right there. But then uh, I, I do think I agree with you. That was a great, uh, uh, we can call it reintroduction, rebirth, uh, whatever you want for uh, Hayden Christensen officially being back in, uh, in the Star Wars universe there. 
I think we we have to see more of Hayden Christensen, right? As in like flashbacks to the Clone Wars. I don't think they would tout him and like publicize him this much like they did before the show with just like simple scenes like that. I would hope so. Um, I but un- unless you've seen rumors uh, floating around out there, uh, I. I've only seen stuff that what people hope we see in these future episodes, be it uh, uh, flashbacks to the Clone Wars, uh, just live action scenes from uh, from the cartoon and uh, stuff like that. But I mean, three episodes, and if they keep up this uh, these hour long episodes, we could we could see a lot there. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping for more Hayden Christensen, Anakin type of deal. Um, and then let's see here. The vision of Anakin happens, and then we get to see the the Inquisitorious Fortress for the first time um, with Reva flying in there, meeting up with the fifth brother and the, I want to say, seventh sister. I could be off on that one. Uh, seventh sister. Can I just say it? Fifth brother, his actor, the guy from uh, Fast and Furious. Yep. No hate towards him. Great actor. But the, port- the portrayal of the fifth brother is horrible. I, I would agree. He, he um, I was, I, w- I was looking back at a couple episodes of uh, Rebels where we see him, and they're no nowhere close with him, really. It, it comes to the point where if I see him in a scene, I almost cringe. Like it's gotten to that point. Whenever he speaks, it's horrible. He looks like a cheaply made fan costume. Yeah. Just doesn't do it for me. Um, and now we have this back and forth. Apparently he's next in line for the Grand Inquisitor. We're now Reva's shooting up the shooting up the depth chart here, trying to get to Grand Inquisitor because Vader's like, oh, I've been watching you. Um and you're next in line if you can complete this and all that. So now we got the tension between those two with the fifth brother and, uh, the, and Reva. Um, but man, it's, it's tough to watch the fifth brother. It, it is like, that's, that's my biggest criticism. I think so far is the, the adaptation of the inquisitors. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you. And even I, I will, I don't think I've mentioned this to you yet. Um, Reva started to move in a more positive direction for me in this episode, uh, but still, like, I—I I mean, her scenes were heavily uh, interactive with the fifth brother uh, in this one, um, and uh, yeah, they, it was just—they were hard to watch. Like the, the scene even when like the fifth brother like uses the force to try and like layer on the table and she just like stops in the T-pose like so, so dumb. <laughs> it looks like she just has a rope on her back holding her there. Like it's so stupid looking. Uh, yeah, not the best. The, the Inquisitors to me have been, I think coming into the series, they were touted as this is something new. This is something people have always wanted live action and it's going to be great. And now that we're seeing them, it's like, we don't want to see them. It's so bad. They're subpar at best. 
I've never been more excited for something only to be let down by what actually is has shown up. Like in Star Wars, I think something that I've always liked is the Inquisitors from these shows, and then seeing them live action is just terrible. It's just ruining them. Um, and maybe that changes. Maybe maybe that changes at some point. But right now, big letdown. Yeah, we're only three episodes in. There, there's still time. Yeah, definitely. Um, so going, keep going. Um, Freck obviously turns is 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 all about order. He's the Empire guy. He's just an honest, hardworking man who loves some order and loves the protection of the Empire. Um, he he gives Kenobi and Leia away to the Empire, and obviously, I think this is kind of the the first scene in my mind where they get to the checkpoint and Kenobi doesn't use his lightsaber, but um, he kind of has that revitalization of fighting um, with, a, with a gun more than a lightsaber because he comes out and just shoots the probe droid, shoots the two uh, stormtroopers and then kind of gets into it. Stormtroopers. I think that's the first time we've kind of seen Kenobi get back into that like fighting spirit. Yeah, yeah, no, I would, I would agree because there wasn't, um, in episode two, there wasn't a whole lot of fight on... Uh, uh whatever that planet was it was mostly just him running yeah. running and hiding on that one and um we shoot down that dinosaur looking bounty hunter which by the way awesome yeah. uh, um, uh but i would uh, i think i mentioned this to you the the first time uh after the first watch this, the ending of that scene just bugged the hell out of me because he tries to go through the gate and he's playing with the control it's not working and he shoots it they go to an they they go to an aerial view when they're coming up to the gate and then as he's he and leia are crossing through the gate you really couldn't just like go around it there was nothing on the left side i feel like there was just a little bit of a hill because it got like stuck on the mountain hill so they would have to like lay his short little legs wouldn't be able to make it up or something. I don't know. I looked at that again after you said that and I was like, yeah, like they could have just kind of went around, but I don't know. Maybe it was too steep for little Leia. I don't know. Um, yeah. So that was kind of cool though. Seeing them, the stormtrooper getting chopped in half. I was like, wow, that's kind of dark, but uh, yeah, that's cool. cool there scene. have, there have been sincere, uh, sincere comment with the, uh, 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 with the first two episodes and being uh, disappointed with um, the Inquisitors, this episode was was a lot on the darker side, uh, especially as you mentioned earlier with the Game of Thrones esque uh, uh, visuals. I guess we'll say, but uh, from the stormtrooper getting chopped in half and then. Uh, uh, you, Vader, I I thought that was uh, he, we'll he, that he right was yeah he he was embodying your uh, uh your your want or vision of uh, just darkness doing whatever it takes to uh to get to his goal. Yeah, so we'll get to this scene here obviously obi-wan kenobi they uh they meet up with the, the lady who was supposed to be at the checkpoint obviously a little late she's in an empire costume but she's actually been helping jedi for it seems like years now um get she was in game of thrones too. what was that she was in game of thrones too was it was uh Ilaria sand right yeah yeah 
Uh, so now we have both Din Djarin and her in the Star Wars universe. Or what's his, what's his name? Uh, not Din Djarin, that's a Star Wars name, but it could be his Game of Thrones name, I guess. But um, Martell, oh, Olin, oh, something Martell. Uh, Oberyn. Yeah. Oberyn. So Oberyn and Ilaria in the Star Wars universe. I love it. Um, obviously she's been helping out we had a pretty cool scene where obi-wan sees quinlan Voss's name this is the first time that he's been introduced not necessarily introduced but his name or whatever has been in live action obviously he's canon because of the clone wars um i think his biggest scene was him and kenobi fighting cat bane or going after cat bane in the clone wars mm-hmm. um, kind of reminds me of like a star wars version of tarzan I can see that with the hair and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's cool. cool. No, go ahead. Oh, so that was just cool to see him. And I mean, there have been rumors. So I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter, but Ice Cube's son. Yeah, I have. Uh, that, that was going to be what I was... Uh, I don't know how I feel about him being the choice to portray him. I'm not upset about it, but it's obviously not confirmed yet. He was just teasing. He was just teasing it. And he's like, oh, just wait to see who I am in Star Wars. Mm. And then we obviously get the mention of Quinlan Voss. Everyone's like, oh, my goodness. Could he be Quinlan Voss? I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I could just be. I could just be overthinking it. But he could he could pull it out and. Uh, and do a very good job portraying the character there what uh, what what are the odds do you think that we actually see Quinlan Voss live action in this these next three episodes like do you think we actually see him I think the odds are going to be low uh maybe at most uh, maybe like a flashback to Quinlan Voss, um, like uh, uh, maybe they're talking, uh, they're uh, touching more on the fact of how he'll come and help uh, see safe pass- passage for uh, uh, younglings and force sensitive children. And they'll show a quick cutscene of him just fighting someone or rushing uh, uh, rushing people through the uh, the tunnel there, um, but I don't I don't know if we would get to see him have a, a live uh, reconnection with Obi Wan there. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of steering towards the the no as well. Um, I think his introduction in this in this show. Could maybe be i know they they said now obi-wan is going to be getting a second season maybe second season we see something like that with Quinlan boss um or maybe we see it in a different show i, I don't know um yeah i think it would be cool to see him because he's just a jedi nobody really knows about and he was just in the clone wars maybe two three episodes yeah yeah that, that's all we'll mention on him I, I don't think we'll see him but it was cool to get his uh, name mentioned um and obviously this leads us to um that moment when Kenobi senses Vader is there, right? Um, he sends Leia and I don't even know her name. We're going to call her Alaria San um, down the tunnel. Um, 
running away to the port trying to get her off planet. Kenobi's going to go and try and distract Vader. Um, and this is the scene you were talking about. Super, super dark. Kind of what I was hoping for, like I mentioned last episode, where Vader just starts walking through the town. She starts picking people up with the force. He snaps that kid's neck. He pulls that other lady behind them and then they're just dragging her, just sensing Kenobi. It's like that that's what i expected from the inquisitors and then vader to be even more ruthless like on top of that so so i certainly enjoyed seeing that scene yeah no, that was uh uh like i said earlier great uh great reintroduction this episode with uh bringing vader back into things um and yeah, not just to continue that ruthlessness, uh, him sensing Kenobi and just surprising him out of nowhere. Oh, let, let's talk about a man that's mostly machine has the has that type of agility to sneak up on Kenobi, agility and stealth, really. Like that's uh, for someone that that like his you hear his breathing coming from like a mile away, just it's like he stopped breathing for just that moment. He's like, guess what? I'm gonna hold my breath and sneak up on him. <laughs> <laughs> you just see Anakin yeah. just, oh, yeah. just stalking around, yeah. <laughs> I just thought that the scene where he enters in the town. And he's just dragging people around. He, he literally knows everyone's watching. And he's just like, I'm going to show you what I've become. Like, I'm going to get you out here. If you're here and you're really a Jedi and you want to help people, guess what? I'm going to just throw these people around, see if you come out. And I'm going to bait you out. Obviously, Kenobi doesn't go for it. Um, he goes out the backside of the door. And this is the scene where he's running around. And this is the scene you were talking about where Vader kind of sneaks up on him. Um, but that that line of, of Obi-Wan's first first line to Anakin, what have you become? And then Vader's just simply like, I am what you made me. Woo! Like that, that was good. That yeah. was very really good. My absolute chills in that moment. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and how they just bring that back to after after we see Vader and Kenobi just kind of spar a little bit. I wouldn't even say it wasn't even like a lightsaber duel because Vader just clearly won that. Obi hasn't used the lightsaber in seems like ten years, um, which was another disappointing. Uh, that, that that was my second spot of disappointment in this episode was uh, Obi Wan just getting absolutely wrecked by uh, by Vader in that lightsaber fight. And that's, that's the thing is, I don't think this is the last time we see these two fight in yeah. this series. I think this one was just kind of a, a first meeting to show even more so how even the last two episodes, like, Obi-Wan is so disconnected that, like, he doesn't stand a chance against, like, Vader. Or, honestly, even, like, the Inquisitors would probably take him one-on-one right now. That he's just so out of touch with the Force and his combat skills that that's just the life he's living he's thought the jedi were dead he's he's killed the jedi inside of him and that he's going to even need to to like rebirth himself to even come close to uh what vader is right yeah no i i definitely i would be i would be super uh 
we'll say shocked and disappointed if that's the only interaction that we we see there. No, there's no way. There is absolutely no way. And this is actually going to go into kind of my thought of we'll get to the scene now where Vader has him on the ropes and he uses the force, knocks over whatever that was, the spice or whatever that was they were mining, mm-hmm. ignites it after putting Kenobi in a chokehold on fire and pulls him into the fire. This scene I was talking about, probably top three in Star Wars for me now, just the the, the revenge the Vader gets on Obi-Wan. But um, it goes into the fact that he's pulling him, he's burning him, he's got him right there, he's making him suffer and all that. And obviously he pushes him out and that's when they save him, right? She shoots the stormtrooper, she shoots the, uh, whatever that thing was, the electrical thing to make it, explode uh, and cause uh, yeah and cause the fire in front of vader and then you see the droid come pick him up and drag him out and all that and i know there's been a lot of criticism of that scene because like why couldn't vader just walk through the fire why didn't vader just extinguish the fire with the force and go after him um but we see that he escapes by these two people which doesn't seem realistic right that they they can escape that easy from vader and all the stormtroopers the inquisitors and whatnot um but like i said before obi-wan swat touch so i don't think we're gonna we're gonna see another vader versus anakin fight and i think this plays into it that vader in that moment looking through the fire of him getting pulled out i think vader was a little stunned being like this isn't the kenobi that i last saw this isn't the kenobi that, that beat me on mustafar and that's not what i wanted i want the Kenobi who who put me through that to suffer. So I think he let him get away in that moment so that Obi-Wan can then go find the Force just so Vader can even make him suffer more the next time they meet. Right. I would um, I would agree with uh, him, him wanting to uh, him allowing Obi-Wan to escape there. Um, uh, it could be for exactly what you're saying, just the uh, the shock of Obi-Wan being so disconnected that the shock and disappointment, I should say, of um, Obi-Wan being so disconnected that that's not who he wants to face right there. Um, but I, it's probably a TikTok um, I saw of... Uh, I... I know I just rewatched it, but I don't remember all the dialogue specifically. I, I believe there's, we, we know Vader says something about making Obi-Wan suffer the way that uh, uh, he made Anakin suffer. Um, and that first being uh, starting to burn him. Um, but there, uh, there, was a, there was a video I saw of um, someone's theory was, uh, Vader wants to only torture, uh, only torture Obi-Wan because there's still that little bit of Anakin in there. And uh, Anakin knows that if he, um, if he fully could, if he does uh, follow through the act of killing Obi-Wan, that he will be uh, fully committing himself to the dark side. And maybe that little bit of Anakin doesn't want that to happen. And maybe that little bit of Anakin could have showed right there with also allowing him to escape, to escape. He, uh, he's, there was still part of him that wanted to save his, uh, his brother 
there. Which, which I think is realistic because the entire original trilogy is is Luke knowing that there's still good in Vader, right? And that's that's the premise is Luke brings him back to the light side at the end of episode six and brings him back to becoming Anakin Skywalker. So I, I'd agree with that, that there is definitely a part of Vader in Anakin that is still kind of that that Jedi that we saw, the, the light that we saw, even though he is now this machine, this this just just fortress of a man killing and doing whatever he wants, that there is still some sort of light side in him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, but I mean, ultimately, like you were saying too, just great scene right there. Oh, it was like, like when I was watching it for the first time and he, he threw him into the fire, like, like my body just started getting hot. Like I was freaking on fire. I was like, holy crap, is he truthfully just going to burn him like he was just burned? Like, man, he, you know, he's just been thinking of this moment for the past 10 years. He's like, you know what? That's what I'm going with. I, I'm going to somehow set this man on fire and just absolutely roast him just like I was roasted. Um, um, so yeah, that man, that's that scene was just so so good, and I, I'm happy they put that in there. Like obviously in episode four, we know he doesn't get like scars or anything on the face or anything yeah. visual, so they, they clearly made it that that left side of him that's over the cloaks are over and whatnot, um, just so it doesn't break any any canon or any visuals that like the, the movies have. Um, because uh, I know a lot of people have also been saying that they're like, heck, dude was in the fire. Why well, wouldn't like his face and his, his hair catch on fire? But if in episode four we see a Kenobi with like half a beard, like I, I don't know if I'd like to see that. I, I, I mean, they could, I, I would agree that it, it's mostly just to uh, uh, keep the visuals the same because, well, I, I mean. Partly too, we we see in Book of Boba Fett, uh, he spends almost uh, Boba spends every episode, if not every other episode, um, uh, in the back to tank, and he's slowly healing. I think the only thing left is one scar going down his face. There, uh, they can't clearly the back to tank doesn't heal everything especially with um luke in episode five uh where they they had to write in the uh the fight with uh the scars on his face with the um the yeti um the wampa yeah yeah the wampa uh, yeah yeah uh so it, because that would leave some questions if, like, his face got burned and then you got um, you got Vader who spends 90% of his life now in the, in the back to tank and he's, he's still scarred as hell, so. Yeah, we need, as a, as a human race, to come up with our own back to tank. Like, these things do some miracle works. Like, I think if you just put one of those things in every house, like, we're good. <laughs> no more doctors? No more doctors. Just get us a back tank and a medical droid. We're set for life. Uh, well, let's get like Everyone in the Star Wars universe uses it, so and it may come out great. So, uh, yeah, I think that's in the next human development. 
Um, I think the one thing after that happens is um, Reva obviously somehow beats Leia to the pilot. Leia's been running for the past 15 minutes of the episode and somehow Reva beats her there. I don't know. Does she force run? Does she just go straight to the port and it's like, all right, that's where she's going? I don't know. That threw me off a little bit. I had a question about that too because from what I thought when we when they showed the shot down the tunnel when the doors open, I thought it was just one tunnel going straight. But uh, we we got um, Alaria Sand too. She goes out a different tunnel. Yeah, it, like she she doesn't she doesn't cross paths with Riva the entire time. Nope, nope. Yep, there's got to be multiple tunnels because um, obviously. Riva doesn't use the tunnel. Like, there's no way she uses it somewhere. She would have passed Leia, right? Yeah. Um, so she had to just know kind of like where they were going. Like, oh, they're trying to get off world. So let me go to the nearest port, right? Uh, yeah. So she probably just was like, you know, screw it. I'm going to go out the same door and then go that way instead of going underground and running. Um, but yeah, then Riva captures Leia. End of episode. Obviously, that's where it's going to pick up. The Inquisitors are going to have Leia. Um, could this be the first time Vader meets his daughter? I think so. Um, I think that'll be a pretty big moment if, if it happens. I don't think they're going to know. Obviously, they're not going to know each other, and Vader doesn't know Leia's his daughter, but well, for a fan, it's just like, all right, this is the first time they meet. Because it, to me, in episode four, when like Leia is captured off well, the end of row one at the beginning of New Hope, it seems like Leia does like know who Darth Vader is, and, and she's had encounters with him before. Right. Well, too, um, the little Leia says that uh, uh, she thought the Empire was supposed to help people. Um, and uh, we know through um, we know through Rebels, too, that she interacts with the Empire a lot, uh, even if she is faking it um, uh, or faking the allegiance uh, to the Empire uh, there. So yeah, no, they they definitely have been before. It, it would be cool to see the uh, little sass master and uh, invader there. And I think this this scene and this this show is going to be the first time that the Leia realizes that the Empire is not what she thought it was, because um, it right. doesn't seem like Bail Organa has enlightened her on the Empire is not a good thing. Like he's obviously fighting still a part of the empire in the senate but he's fighting for the the good side of it and that's only the only thing she's seen so i think she's finally seeing this this whole empirical rule and imperial rule is not a good thing right um yeah that's a fair point yeah last thing we'll go over here uh rating out of 10 i gave the first two episodes an eight out of ten i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with that this time eight out of ten for this episode uh for me this this episode was Definitely the best out of the three so far. I gave it a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. All right. Yeah. All right. So we're we're pretty high on it. Obviously, there's little nitpicky things like we mentioned with the Inquisitors. Some of the storyline is a little cheesy here or there. Um, but uh, the acting, in my mind, I, it just comes down to the Inquisitors. They're just not living up to the hype. Um, not at all. Um, yeah, that's the biggest thing for me. The other, the last thing I'll point out, because we got, it looks like three minutes and 45 seconds on the clock here as we're racing towards that 40 minute mark. Um, the last thing I'll point out is the, the moment when Leia asks Obi-Wan if she's her father and, or if he's her father, excuse me. Um, and he's like, no, I wish I was. 
uh, man, that, that scene meant so much because like he knows everything about her mom, everything about her dad. And, and he's like, no, I'm not. But uh, clearly was, he knows now how much he cared about her parents. And I was, I was surprised he didn't say, uh, oh, no, uh, or, or uh, when uh, she, after she asks and he says, uh, no, I wish I was. Um, and she talks about wondering what he was like. I thought, thought Obi-Wan was going to uh, start talking about all the good, good aspects of Anakin there a little bit. Um, Cause kind of like I, how we did Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't expecting um, him to talk about what it was like uh, basically being abducted from, uh, uh, from his original family. Uh, by the Jedi Council, which uh, we know uh, we've never really gotten much clarity on that whole process of the younglings going to the temple, which uh, what's the new, what's the new animated show where we're getting uh, Jedi tales? Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see the, the, that a little bit of that process with Ahsoka mm-hmm. coming on, which, uh, which will be a cool, cool thing to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that because he mentions also he has a brother. Like, we've never heard of Kenobi having a brother, so uh, at least he thinks he has a brother. Um, so, yeah, I think that'll be cool to kind of see how uh, Jedi are taken into the Order. Um, I think it brings it this that whole this whole conversation with Leia and Obi-Wan and Padme Anakin. Like, the only thing Luke knows about his parents are from Obi-Wan. And now, like, that scene in uh, Return of the Jedi where she's like, you know much when they're talking, do you know much about your mother? Like, Obi-Wan's the one who tells Leia now too. Like he's the only the only way that these two know their parents. I think that's just a, a full circle moment for me. And it's just like so cool that Obi-Wan is like the father to these two, both of them, even though we don't ever see Obi-Wan and Leia really together in in the movies. It's just just him as a her as a little girl and Obi-Wan here in this middle stage of his life. Right. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I think it's a big moment in Star Wars for Leia to learn about her parents a little bit and her mom. Um, yeah, we got a minute on the clock, so I will leave it with that. Um, nine out of 10 for you, Jake. Eight out of 10 for me. Um, we're going to throw this out a day before episode four, and then we'll be back probably next week for episode four. Only three more weeks. Three more weeks. Uh, it, it's it's going to be bittersweet when it ends, but we got so much to look forward to. I also like the uh, the Bad Batch shirt. Looking forward to that, too. September, baby. So much good stuff to look forward to. Yep. And on that, we will let you guys go. Be back next week. Peace out, Cub Scouts. <laughs>